Welcome back for another episode of Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go. Find us on Facebook.com slash Podcast, Twitter.com slash Podcast, Patreon.com slash Podcast, Instagram at Go, iTunes at Podcast Go. Thanks and enjoy the show. Welcome to Super Fun Game Review Podcast. Go! I am your host tonight, Clark. Sitting across from me is... Oh, shit, I don't have a quip. There's no quips in this game. My chute didn't open. All right. My favorite spot is on the back of an ATV. Just go for it. I'm sitting on the back of an ATV! <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right, I'm hosting. <laughs> Both, like, waiting for each other to speak, like... All right, guys, if you couldn't tell from our hilarious quips tonight, <laughs> uh, tonight is going to be H1Z1 I'm, I'm Battle Royale. Yeah. We're, uh, King of the Kill. J- just to give you a heads up ahead of time, I'm giving you strictly PS4 experience because I did not play this on the PC at all. I've played on both. I, I figured that, that that's why it's good to get your get your take on the game because i know you started way earlier than i did as well so uh initial impressions i gotta say like when i first downloaded this game i mean first of all it's awesome that it's free to play i think it's fantastic i don't know if i would have bought this if it wasn't to be completely honest with you but that first week that i I was playing this game like i i was like really really into this game but again like this is my first take on that whole battle royale experience like i have nothing to compare it to so this was all like Clean canvas for me, essentially. I gotta say, I, I liked what I played so far. So what's interesting about H1Z1 is it's one of the originators of Battle Royale. After that, you started to see the emergence of PUBG, which is, I think, the most popular next to... I think it's the most popular, serious Battle Royale. The other Battle Royale game that uh, is immensely popular is Fortnite right now. I, don't, I personally don't like Fortnite. I think it's too kiddie, and I think there's a lot of aim assist in that game that I would much prefer realism. So I tend to lean towards PUBG and H1Z1. I played H1Z1 for like three weeks before PUBG came out. And when PUBG came out on PC, H1Z1 on, on PC died. They literally went from having like... 60,000 to 70,000 players concurrently every fucking night to less than a thousand as soon as PUBG came out. PUBG like murdered that game and it's still struggling on PC. Uh, maybe, maybe consoles is the place for it to be right now because I know they're they're I mean, maybe we should get into game development. I mean, yeah, that- yeah, we, we can, we can, uh, <laughs> loot our way on into we can parachute into game, yeah, development. let's parachute into that shit. Oh, there's somebody else parachuting here. Yeah, oh, 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 oh we're God. fucked. Oh God, we're fucked. Get the M9. <laughs> That's all you can find. <laughs> I found a backpack. <laughs> uh, oh fuck! I threw my bandages away on the loading screen. <laughs> yeah. God, wouldn't that be the worst? Like, if you could do that on the fucking loading screen. Oh God. <laughs> you just seem like. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Game development. Maybe consoles is the correct platform for this game. 
And I, I know they, in the near future, they're already looking at releasing it on the Xbox One as well. Oh, I did not know that this was not out for Xbox One. No, yet. it's it's not currently. That's it, interesting. Yeah. I think the sole reason that this is doing so well is the fact that it's a PS4 exclusive right now, the same way PUBG is an Xbox One exclusive when it comes to the consoles. It makes me think, like, may, like do they want to have that kind of battle on the Xbox One then? Like, Probably they, not, because I don't think they're going to have a good launch on the Xbox One. And when PUBG comes out for PS4, I'll be completely honest, if it plays anything even remotely close to the PC port, I probably won't boot H1Z1 again. Well, here, let's just run down some facts about the game real quick. So it was made by Daybreak Game Company. Um, The game's development began after the original H1Z1 spun the two different projects, H1Z1 Just Survive and H1Z1 King of the Hill. Now, I have an interesting little tidbit about that. Yeah, yeah, go for it. So, H1Z1 came about because of DayZ. Okay. Originally, which, which is to... a mod on Arma. Arma is a very serious military shooter, uh, v- hyper-realistic, like think Siege just as a military game Fair with vehicles enough. and shit like that. Okay. So then they made the survival game, DayZ. People took the idea of DayZ with zombies and H1Z1 was born from that idea of DayZ. They became two separate projects and then they became competitors, essentially. H1Z1 then spawned into we have our survival mode and then we have King of the Kill. King of the Kill is now rebranded, I think, as Battle Royal, right? Actually, they wanted to nix like all the, the, the subcategory terms off of it and just call it H1Z1 now. Okay, so the Battle Royal one is H1Z1, and the other one is... Uh, it was called Just Survive? Just Survive. I remember initially when they did that on PC, a lot of people were accidentally buying H1Z1 Just Survive and when they had meant to buy the Battle Royal version. Oh, okay. So then they split it so it's now this is H1Z1 and this is this to lessen the confusion and lessen the influx and then the decrease in their funds because they get all this money in and then oh shit we have to disperse it back out and yeah. then it would come back in half of the time it would come back in for the uh h1z1 battle royal so it was in early access for a long time yep. so a period of three years before it was like officially launched and then when they did officially launch it it was released as a free-to-play game yep which with a lot of free-to-play games, they have to make money somehow, so they typically add a lot of like cosmetic items to get you to pump money into that particular game. Right, and the problem with that was... there. So I bought H1Z1 once. Okay. I bought into Early Access. I forget the exact timeline. It's either a week before or a week after. H1Z1 hit version 1.0 either a week before PUBG came out or a week after PUBG came out. Either way, it didn't matter because as soon as PUBG came out, everyone turned their heads to that. And this kind of got ignored until they actually did something cool. They made a auto battle royale where you spawn in and you're in a car. And, okay. and that's the game. Like it's it's your car versus everyone else's car, and you're trying to destroy other cars and stuff. Different seats get different weapons. It's pretty interesting. I, I haven't played much of it. I, I looked at it a lot. Do the vehicles have higher health than they typically do? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. 
I mean, would you still take damage from bumping into buildings and shit like that? See, I don't know. I've only really watched a few videos on it. I haven't fired it back up. I haven't been on my PC in a little bit. Okay. That that does sound pretty cool, though. Very uh, twisted metal-ish in a way. Absolutely. And and I think it's cool because you can, like, squad up and do it. Ah, that would be cool. Yeah. Just like eight, like not an ATV, uh, like like a Hummer or something with like yeah, like squad what, of five running one of the deep jeeps in it. or a pickup oh. truck, like oh yeah, it'd be so so oh, sick. That would be sick. All right, so so we move along in the timeline. So the early access, let, let let's go back to this real quick. Had a lot of issues with it. I was reading up on this earlier today. Like a lot of people, they couldn't boot up their profile or load their character, anything like that. Then they released a patch to fix all this shit. And then there was a bug in the patch that was crashing the servers. So it was like one problem just snowballing into the next problem. So they had like a really rough launch with, with, with this game. And, and, and something, and this is like my personal opinion is when you label something early access, it needs to be accessible. If it's not even accessible and not play tested like that, I mean, I mean like, I, I mean, I do quality assurance for the company that I work for. I'm a software analyst. I can tell when a game's been actually tested or not. And, like, when you release a patch that starts taking down servers, there's no way they could have been monitoring that in a in a feasible way enough to have released that without it being left untested. Like, like don't they usually try these out on, like, test servers to see its functionality and like and it's like completely cut off from like the mainstream servers so yeah. that if something does happen it's not affecting the entire community typically that is something that games do now i i forget if h1z1 has a test server like on steam when you download a game if you want to get into the test server it's actually a completely different executable it'll literally be like oh here's h1z1 and here's h1z1 test server and it's like two different things that you boot up did you have any anything else for game development? An interesting tidbit about their their cosmetics. So this doesn't happen on the console, and this is something that I've seen that you haven't gotten to experience. On the PC version, there's a way that you can sell your cosmetics that you get in the crates for actual Steam cash. Wow. Right. I could see people pushing a lot harder... So here's the thing. Okay. Because of that, there are certain items that you can get from a box that are worth, at its height, like three or four hundred dollars for one item, and people are paying it. That's not. That's not like, a, hey, I have this thing. I'm just showing it off. Like, no, people are paying that. The problem was. Did, wait, does Steam approve this shit? Like, yep, Steam Steam houses the transactions and takes cuts off of the transactions. Whew, wow. Yeah. Okay. So what I thought was interesting is that they took it a step further, which I didn't like. So I bet if I boot up my H1Z1 now, I probably have some still. So you could sell the crates themselves instead of opening them for a price. And there were certain crates that required that you had to buy keys from Daybreak to open them. Otherwise, you would not be able to get them open ever. So they're the hot commodity. So like people would buy those and just sell them because they can't open them and they don't want to put any money into the game. So they're just selling those. Those crates that had were hidden behind a, a key had higher drop rates for the. There was this whole hierarchy of of these drop rates and loot boxes and things. And 
I have always thought the whole loot box thing, even though it's cosmetic and you don't need it for the game, I think it's oddly predatory. It's really... It's like when we were talking earlier, because you brought up the Amiibos in an earlier conversation tonight. It's these companies creating these artificial markets that really hikes up prices and creates their whole economy within this little small niche of either the internet or these small little toys or like what have you. It's just, and they can have so much control over it. Well, so that's, that's even crazier is because in that game, the only thing that was MSRP was to buy the keys. The keys were the only thing that you could guarantee go on there, spend $2 and 50 cents and get one key. For digital content. For like, digital I, I just content. have to remind people of that. Yes. For a key. A digital key, yes. $2.50. Yeah. So then you'd pay that two fifty, and then you could unlock your crate. You could get an item that is only worth $0.10 cents in the aftermarket and, and look dumb. So what you really have to start thinking about like with these loot crates and stuff is like how much of the aftermarket controls that supply and demand. So like... It's this weird thing like I just there's something weird there where there's this whole artificial supply and demand because they put on a rarity for drops. But then they're also the ones that control how many of those actually get unlocked as well. I mean, it's it's all hail RN Jesus, but like it's it's one step further like in Destiny with their whole loot table system. I always thought that was fucking bad. Their whole their their rarities, their how things dropped out of the engrams was bad, but I didn't have to pay to unlock those. This is that just cosmetics, not even stuff that's going to change your game slightly. So I thought that was a we it was like a weird weird thing. I mean, it's a great time to be a gamer if you're not into that whole thing, but if right if you are, it's a very expensive hobby really quickly. Fortnite. And PUBG both operate with loot crates like this. Okay. So, like, all these Battle Royale games, you're saying, they all follow a similar model. Yes. Hmm. Just something to be be wary about if you guys are interested in getting into any of these games. See, you could also be like me, where I played PUBG, like, not competitively or anything. I think I have some clips on my Twitch. I'm not even sure. But, like, I played PUBG to get the crates i would never open my crates because i literally got i I was like okay i'm cool with this base stuff or i'm fine running in naked because you can find clothing in the wild in that game you can just go find clothing in a building and and throw it on will that carry over no no okay so it doesn't matter it literally doesn't matter what your character looks like i would always just run in naked and then find clothing because i didn't die if i was like full i didn't care if i was like fully looted and was like in my underwear. It doesn't affect the game to me. So I would just get all my crates and stuff and then I'd sell them on Steam and start making money back. I made I in total I paid $30 for PUBG. I made $5 on the game. I paid for the game okay. and selling crates and made 5 bucks over. So like that was cool. I did get I like I Technically, my PUBG is now free to play. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, because yeah, yeah. I made the money back, and that's an aspect that I that I like about those systems. But those are all over the fucking place. Yeah, but that's something you could have only gotten away with because of this created market that they have. Right. Like, so it's it's a bad thing, but in your case, you took advantage of it and became yeah. a good thing because you didn't really care about that. 
but it, still, it's it's a very odd thing to see. It's a, it's a it's a very unfriendly to customer economy. Very well. Should we move on to story? Yeah, let's move on to story. Ooh, big conversation coming up. Stay tuned. Story. All right, so we lied to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we feel bad. We lied. Um, <clears throat> H1Z1 does not have a story. I I will say, though, and we can totally move on after that. Like, I really am, like, itching for lore here. Like, cause, like I'm, I'm thinking um, Battle Royale, the movie, the Japanese yes. movie. Like, mm-hmm. just the whole lore and story and everything that went into that movie just made it feel, like, fucking epic. Absolutely. And... It would be a little more interesting if they started staging games like that. A little story before you jump in once yeah. is better than nothing. Like, completely bare bones, nothing. I'd rather have just, like, a little beginning story and, like, hey, you know what? Honestly, a, a win is cool and getting a loot crate is cool for the win. Give us, like, a small fucking cutscene. Like, just put, like, literally, you could put a start and end to the game. Yeah, yeah. In, in in a three second cut, that doesn't scene. have to be much at all. I mean, it doesn't it, have just to be a, a little backstory snippet. Just like, hey, there's overpopulation in the world. This is how the government wants to control it. Or, hey, this is uh, the prisoners. We the overpopulation in prisons. This is how we deal with our prisoners now. Well, like, I think I think for them, it's just it's a zombie outbreak. For what? H one Z one. It's a zombie outbreak. But there's no zombies in the game. Eight, okay, so so here's the thing. H1Z1, when it was a survival game, was a survival zombie game. Yes. That is where, and it was the H1Z1 virus. Okay. So you're saying the, the green gas is a... I don't know about the green gas. The green okay. gas is a is a tool used in Battle Royal games. Was that in a lot of them? Like, d- does that kind of carry over? There's green gas in H1Z1. There's the um, blue mist in or there's the storm in Fortnite and then there's the the blue wave in PUBG. You say blue wave, what what do you mean? Is it just water? No, it's like it's literally like just like a translucent blueish wave. Okay. That goes past you and then like everything's like a little distorted when you're in it and then you get out of it. I thought that would be a cool idea though. What's that? Make a battle royal where water starts slowly rising. Oh, that'd be kind of cool too. Yeah, Water World with Kevin Costner. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, you develop gills and swim underwater. Well, no, because it'd be cool. Fight for oil. <laughs> it, it would be cool if like <laughs> we don't have to get into it. I'm just realizing that I don't want to just sit here and pitch a game. All right, fair enough. But no, th- so I- like a ring. <laughs> I, I do feel like it is lacking from this game, though. Like, I oh, could, like, yeah. and it's just total missed opportunity. It doesn't have to be even much. Just a paragraph on one of the loading screens as you're coming in, or I don't know, a graphic on your loading into the battle, just saying, hey, this is the world and this is what it's become. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. it doesn't even have to be a visual, like, other than a, a loading screen. It just, I don't know. Right. Like in PUBG, everything's Russian. Okay. Any reason why? No? Nope. Nope. Nobody knows. Huh? Nope. Just everything's Russian. Okay. Well, since there's nothing to talk about story, let's move on into. Sorry, I just kind of took your took control of the show. It's fine. It's fine. I'm it's sorry. Fine. It's fine. So let's uh, mo- move on to the gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> it's my hosting. 
I'm the host. <laughs> I'm the host, Harry. Hey, Harry, let's move on into gameplay. You got it, boss. <laughs> That's right. I'm the. Ho- I look at me. I am the host now. <laughs> <laughs> Gameplay. So gameplay. Gameplay it is. This is like the crux of the entire game. Yeah, no, it pretty much is. So a general overview of what the goal of a, of a game of H1Z1 is. You drop in. It's, it randomly selects where you drop in. And then you gather materials. And as you're gathering materials, you're on a time limit to start. You're kind of like um, shepherded by this green mist. That kills you if you stand in it. Not instantly, but like it starts ticking down health and it ignores armor. Uh, leaving your armor intact. People use it as a tactic to kind of like hide sometimes. They'll hide in the mist, come out and kill people. So that starts corralling everybody into a central circle. And as it gets smaller and smaller and people die off, it gets more and more chaotic. So you can start the game and you cannot see anybody until there's only 30 people left. It starts with 100 people all dropping in at different areas on the map, and then you slowly get down to some real small circles until there's no room whatsoever. And you're trying to be the last one, or the last team. Now, I do know as far as the PC version goes, I think it can go up to 150 people, if I'm not mistaken. I think they did add that. Yeah, no, I read that read that earlier today, and I've had 102 on the PS4 ones. So I, I think it could fluctuate a little bit, maybe to cap out certain teams or something like that. Um, so I was I was reading that that number never goes down when someone disconnects. So like like you have all these connections, but if someone disconnects from there, it doesn't drop back down. Oh, okay. Uh, so it just it stays. So there was 102 people checked into the session, but when you drop, it's back at 100. So you do parachute in. I'm I'm still a little iffy on the parachute controls and I don't mean like the the actual physics of it but I know that some people are like hit the ground right away if you hold down on the analog stick you'll fall faster which I think is true but then if you click the R3 you'll notice he tucks his arm in and you're thinking he's becoming more aerodynamic he would drop quicker that's at least my theory I've yet to prove if you actually I don't I I've noticed that I don't think that you do I think maybe it just almost like uh, spears you in one specific direction. Like if you line up where you want to go, tuck in your arms and you go beeline right for that. Yeah, I think I think that it's more of that. So one thing that I've noticed with the parachuting is that if you go sideways and strafe, you can go longer distances. So if you pick a, your general area of where you want to go, if you then turn to the left or right and strafe towards it, you can go further. Okay. I've, which I've, is which is handy. Yeah. No, I've actually had a moment too. <laughs> J- just keep this in mind if you're ever in a real pinch when you're about to land. I've um, flipped the analog stick when I was about to hit the ground. I flipped it the other way. So instead of like you looking down at the ground, you're looking back up at the sky again. You'll you'll catch the wind or something like that, and you'll go back up a bit. So if you don't like that immediate area, let's say there's a team that just landed on the ground just beneath you. You can catch like a windfall. Yeah, you can catch a windfall and like get a gush back up into the sky for <laughs> yeah, a gush. A, gu- a, a gust of wind back up into the sky to, to kind of make it a little bit more distance. So you just like almost get to the ground. <laughs> yeah, gushing. gushing. <laughs> so typically when you hit the ground, it's a mad scramble for the first like two minutes. 
yep. getting the basic supplies where you're grabbing. To, I mean, if you see a pistol first, you just grab that fucking pistol. You don't hold out for the shotgun or the Hellfire, which is like an Uzi. You grab whatever the fuck is near you just so you have something. Because having something is better than nothing. And there's no melee in the game. So, like, if you don't have a ranged weapon, you're screwed. So, I will say, in general, the, the pistols suck. The the M9, the revolver, the uh, there's one other one I forget. But, it's uh, like a Glock. Something the like M7. That. M7, yeah. They're, they're really all pretty bad, to, yeah. <laughs> to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. The M7 can do work if you're in a pinch. I've noticed that I think it's the most reliable of the pistols, like if we had to tear them off, the revolver being the worst. The revolver is only good for end of the game if for some reason you haven't found a uh, crossbow. It's real good for damaging vehicles. It does about eight damage per shot. So in addition to, to your basic guns, you're looking for the backpack, which will let you hold more items because it is very limiting. When you first hit the ground, you're only allowed two weapons. Yep. And you, you'll pick up more and more weapons as you progress in the level. So having that backpack early is essential, especially for health items. You can't pick up more than, I think it's like one first aid pack until yeah, you get the like backpack. Yeah, it's like one first aid and five bandages. And you already had the five bandages. So you literally can't pick any more up until right. you find a backpack. And then it also kind of limits how many grenades or types of grenades you can hold based on what backpack level you have as well. And there's different tiers. You'll you'll hear us talking about that a couple times. Like the equipment in the game, there's tier levels for your your guns, the backpack level, like the yep. ammunition amounts you can hold, like So the different tiers are common items or white items. Green items are uncommon. And then there's the rares, which are purple, and then the epics, which are gold. Uh there's only one epic weapon in the game currently yeah I, I bet you they add something later they probably will but it's a it's a machine gun and it it's a monster oh uh the it's an epic grenade currently the the one that dropped the airstrike the airstrike yes, yes. yes. that was recently added yep. that was recently added. that was real quickly before we talk any more about that just like one issue i had with it the grenades i feel are severely underpowered in this game for sure I don't think their area effect is nearly big enough. I don't think the damage output is decent enough. And it's kind of clunky switching between your guns and the grenade and then the wind-up. Because you can't just click and toss. Like, you have to hold it down to throw it. And then the arc line comes out of your, your character and it shows where it's going to lob to. Like, well, you can you can blind throw. But it's not, it's really not reliable, especially when you're in a vehicle. It sucks. It, it downright sucks when you're in a vehicle because most of the time you end up just dumping something out of a window and it just blows up behind you or in front of you. <laughs> we were playing that one time and I accidentally EMP grenaded our car because <laughs> I meant to throw it in front of us and I threw it in front of us and we ran over it and it exploded. Yeah. So, you know. I just think it needs to be quicker. Because uh, you yeah. don't want to stay off of your gun that long. Uh, I think it just needs to be a quick tap, and it should have a, just uh, a default distance and direction. Or, I mean, it should go, I don't know, basically where your, your marker is. But but it should right. have a default distance that you're throwing it, so you don't have to question, oh, God, like, am I going to bomb myself? You know what I mean? So that that's always been one issue, and, and I tend not to fuck around with grenades that much, except for... 
I mean, if it's a tiny circle and I'm standing in the gas, I'll just lob them out of the gas because fuck it. Who knows? But I, I rarely, I think I've only gotten one or two kills total with any kind of projectile like that. And, and if I had to choose one, it would probably be the Molotov. Yeah, I think the Molotov is the best just because I think the... You get that burning damage, not just that initial blast damage or anything. Right, and the blast, the initial blast damage is actually really small on the Molotov. You have to actually hit with the bottle on somebody to get it. But the burn damage is good. It also illuminates your target. So, like, if you're in the woods and you can get catch someone on fire and they run out of the fire, you can still see them because they're on fire. Yeah. Which is always nice. I think the Molotov is my favorite. Then second would probably be the gas grenade. Like the actual harmful gas grenade, not the smoke grenade. Got it. Yeah, I've gotten fucked up by those a couple times. When, yeah. when you're when you're hunkering down in a house, they're ideal. Toss it in a window. That's how we got. I, I remember we were hunkering down in the one house on the side of the mountain the one night. Yep. And they threw gas grenades in in yeah. through the windows instead of coming in after us. Because I mean that's risky business. Yep. Venturing into the house, we'll just flush them out instead. But in general, I I don't care for the grenades that much. Is what I was kind of getting at. Yeah, yeah. I I, I rarely actually end up using them. It. I use them in a situation, honestly, and it's because of how unreliable they are. If I'm the only person left on my team or I'm playing solo, it's usually typically the only time that I'll use grenades because then I know I'm not going to just like lob one at my foot. I'll, I'm always throwing it in front of me and I'm not going to get hit by my own grenade. Whereas some of the split decisions that you have to make when you're on a team, you know, like if someone's going to flank, you're not going to take the time and be like, hey, I'm actually going to run over here and flank because the gas is coming in. Like there's a lot of moving parts. You don't want to get caught by a friendly grenade because they hurt. So I usually typically reserve grenades for last one alive or playing solo. So that's the general that's the general thing. Some fun things that I think push the game forward in terms of progression for your character while you're in these are finding the military packs or the military crates on the ground. Which are my favorite to go for. Even, yeah. Even I, above the parachuting because there's a risk involved with that. Yes. I I like those crates as well. I I suck at finding them though. Like I never luck out with them. I just I I I always end up dropping in with a group and someone finds one. I'm like, "Well, fuck." I do pretty good with the base weapons though. I'm actually like pretty adept with most of the base weapons. You do, we, are you talking like the Hellfire and the Riot Yeah, shotgun? the Hellfire and the Riot shotgun. I mean, you've seen me do work with the Hellfire. The Hellfire is a good I would even argue it's better than most of the tier 1 guns in the game the, 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 the uncommon the, the greens yeah i i the, there's only one gun i would put above the hellfire and that would be the ak, a, the AK yeah. 47 because even i think it outshines the the combat shotgun as well it has that distance and, it, and the, well, the, 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 at a distance yes at close range though the combat shotgun is unparalleled i it's it's better than even the lmg because the lmg once you start firing it after a certain while it's so far spread it's nuts i that combat shotgun like if you're especially if you're hunkering down and you just want to like watch a door that combat shotgun is like unparalleled when someone opens that door you just start blasting you, you'll kill whoever's coming through it yeah. with whatever tier of gear they have i think my least favorite gun minus the handguns is the ar-15 though that gun sucks so I know, much you dick. hate the ar-15 i hate that fucking gun. i i don't mind the ar-15 i've gotten plenty of kills with the ar-15 the, the thing is with the ar-15 you 100 percent have to get the drop on somebody it's more lethal than the scout the scout is useless i actually think the scout is one of the worst weapons in the game 
Hmm. Uh, because the scout, you have to hit somebody in the face and hope that they're not wearing armor. Because if they're wearing armor, it takes two shots to the head to weaken the armor and then get your beloved headshot. And by that time, especially if you're playing in teams, they know exactly where you're at and you're pinned. Whereas the AR-15, you can pump out enough bullets that if you have to hit somebody in the face or chest, you know, you can go through that progression pretty quickly and get through the armor and start hitting body. Although I've noticed, and this is something that I've been slowly, like, kind of developing a strategy for, if you aim for someone's legs, it's so much more effective. It doesn't go through their body armor. You can shoot somebody in the legs, and it does damage direct to them. So then when they die, you can take their armor. You're not blasting through potential drops in armor. I've been I've been trying to do that with shotguns. I'll, like, shoot people in the kneecaps and shit, and I get almost completely undamaged armor. Because I've wondered a couple times where I've taken hits, but I still have my armor, like, full intact. Helmet and body armor. It's because they're so. hitting you in the legs. That's the ideal spot to aim with the scout as well. But just try it sometimes. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll mess around with that. Yeah. I guess we should just get through the purple tier real quick. I mean, we talked about the gold tier. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Purple tier is where you get some of the the best games in the game, or best guns. guns in the yeah, best games in the gun, best games in the gun. Because <laughs> this this has my beloved uh, KH forty three, and oh god, I, I can't say enough about that gun. That gun is like precision accuracy and just like pumps out the damage like nobody's business. I rarely get them. Really? Yeah, I very rarely get them. I mean, it it has my favorite weapon in it as well, which is the the M40 sniper rifle. Okay. Like that puts out damage too. See, the thing is, when we play in teams, I never get the opportunity to like hide and snipe cuz we're always in the truck and we're always trying to get get the get the win and we get to and a that's point why, where it becomes useless. And that's what I'm thinking, like cuz I we've John and I have had this conversation recently, too, where I don't know if it's smart to hunker up as a team side or like all in the same vehicle, like because I feel like we're all rushing to the same crate and then we're fighting over the weapons. And then if we're all hunkering at the early game, then we're sharing the early supplies. And like, I feel like it's maybe important to stay in the same vicinity as each other, but we need to take separate vehicles and like travel as a pack instead of just one cohesive force if that makes any kind of oh sense. yeah if you're doing fives i totally agree with that up until the end i think at the end it's very crucial to either be together or you need to have one team in a car and one team on the ground and i i very much am for like when the circle gets to the second one before the end where you just have like just enough space where most automatic weapons are still semi-useless at range that is the perfect opportunity to if you have the m40 to just hop out and just start sniping i've gotten so many kills in solo and and duos that way while the other person is still driving around because it distracts everybody around you everyone starts shooting and you can just pick out in a tree line where someone is and they're aiming at the vehicle and you just pop shot so I guess the last two guns in this tier is the Marauder, yep. which comes in burst fire or automatic, correct? Yes. yes. So it's random when you pick it up. Mm -hmm. What what kind of what a kind of firing rate it and has? And the way you can tell is the crosshairs. Oh, okay. I never it's picked up on that. Yep. I was looking for some kind of 
indicator, but uh, I still haven't found one. But what's that last gun? It uses the M9 ammunition. The CQ, CNQ. Yes, thank you. Which I don't hate that gun, but I, I rarely come across it. Yeah, I, I feel like when I do come across it, it's very quick. And I like it because I think it's silenced as well. It's very, it is. It's, it's, not, it's not loud, which is nice because you can kind of get in and do some work. I, I've noticed that stays accurate at a distance too. Yeah. Like that gun. Yeah. It's, it's insane. But it's only a nine millimeter, so it, does, it doesn't put out a lot of damage. Yeah. But you can, if you catch some people like, you know, creeping or not, not paying attention to you, you can put them down pretty quick. That's basically all the weapons in the game. Like, there's not a huge list. I mean, we, we mentioned the crossbow. Uh, they, they do fire explosive bolts, just for our listeners' sake. So they're, they're good anti-vehicle. Oh, my God. How could I forget the crossbow? That's you like, briefly that's mentioned like it, my, but we didn't... F- that's like my fun weapon that I love. I always try to carry a crossbow to the end. It's so much fun to use. And, like, um, I mean, it, Harry, you've seen me operate with it, too. Like, I, 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 I can do some work with with a crossbow. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. you gotten a couple kills with that. But yeah, so all these weapons scattered across the map. You can pick up supplies almost anywhere. They get a little bit more and more scarce the longer the level goes on because you'll notice, oh, man, these doors are open. Somebody already looted this house. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, hey, somebody already took the vehicle over here. Like you, you have to get a vehicle typically early on in the game uh, because they start to disappear very quickly. Towards- and it's key. Mobility is key in this game. Yeah, that that's actually something that they're actively fighting to try to correct without overcorrecting. So I know they're ticking down certain things with the vehicles, but they're doing it at a very small rate because they don't want to flop it to the very other side. Uh, Because it is a very important component of getting around in the game. If they were completely irrelevant, it would be a much different experience of a game, which I'm glad they're taking that into account. A couple things they did to try to, I guess, nerf vehicles a little bit. They First of all, they they put in the, um, the grenades to um to stun the vehicles the the EMP grenades yep. so it basically shuts the vehicle down for 30 seconds which when you're in a gunfight 30 seconds is a very long time yes it is it, it can I've, it can be the difference between you getting away scot free or every single person in your party dying yeah I, i've i've had a couple of those moments and it never feels like it ends and like you're forced to enter the fight at that point i mean especially if you're in the middle of a field where i've gotten hit with an EMP grenade before mm-hmm. You cannot run away. Like, you literally have to use that vehicle as your cover and put that between you and the party trying to fight you. So that was the first thing they did. And then they took out the damage. You used to be able to run people over with a vehicle. Mm, Could you, though? (laughs) It was very sketchy. So here's the thing. I don't consider that an upgrade. I consider that a downgrade. What do you mean? Not being able to run people over in the cars. Oh, I consider that a... Well, I, I consider it a nerf against vehicles. Yes, yeah, for sure it's a it's a nerf. I I think it is such a bad look though that you can't run people over in the cars reliably. So they just took it out. Instead of instead of trying to actively fix that, they just took it out. And it's like they were like, "Oh, it's this like weird server time thing." It's like, "Yeah, but I mean, it's an online game, so what validity does that have to your bullets hitting yeah, I, models as well?" I can then see that argument. So was that the whole issue because they couldn't get the timing? Yes. correct. Yeah, because you could run, you could have somebody phase right through your vehicle on one person's screen, and on another person's screen, they're not anywhere near the thing. So it's like, okay, yeah, I so, mean, does that come down to the? 
people's individual pings though? No, that is that is specifically how the server is syncing all the players together. Okay. Ping comes into effect on an individual player base, but everyone should be where the server says they are and not where you're interpreting them. So I thought they got rid of that damage because they were sick of the the vehicle corral at the end. That's what they said. But like if you if you read between the lines, it's the fact that literally everyone complained about it and it's something that they never fixed on PC. Oh really? Yes. So it's still to this day. It's still unreliable it, on PC. Does the and damage that's how still the, take effect on on the PC? Like can you still run people over on the PC version? No. And when they took it off from the PC version, they said it's because we were having trouble fixing it. Hmm. The server ping. So then seeing that happen on the PS4 and then being like, oh, well, we want to un- undo this corral at the end. It's like, no, you're running into the same problems that you had on the PC. A, do you think we're stupid as consumers? And B, just fix your fucking game. Like, just fix it. So the last nerf that I've seen, and I'm sure they're going to do more in the future, but the last one is the damage from weapons to vehicles has gone up. So like they they all do a little bit more and it's not a ton but over the course of a game vehicles will not last as long as they did which is good. I yeah. think that is solid. The next thing so this is another point. I was watching a video the other night and the one argument the the amount of gas that it's in a vehicle. Currently if you run without using nitro you can uh I guess run a vehicle for like 22 minutes I think they were saying. But a match will only last like 15 to 18 minutes. So they're saying it's not even, like, worth putting that stat on a vehicle. You know what I mean? Because you could typically... I mean, how many cars have you ever seen run out of gas? I've been almost close once, but still had, like, 35%. But still, like, I mean, but, 35% but what I'm getting at, at is the like, end of a match is not... Yeah, I think what they're trying to get it to is vehicles' gas levels will only last maybe, like, a half to 75% of a match. They shouldn't last an entirety right. of a match if they're going to put that statistic in the game. Yeah. Especially burning the nitro. So I think they're going to do that next because, again, whether or not it's true, but the whole vehicle corral at the end of the round, if vehicles are running out of gas before the end of round, you won't see as many vehicles at the end game. I think that's the proper way to fix that at the end. Yeah. Not the whole, like, oh, well, vehicles don't do damage. Like, that takes all realism out of the game. For me, anyway. I I, I really think that, you know, if you're trying to make a more mature shooter and you take away something like running someone over in a car, which any shooter that has vehicles does effectively, I think it takes away from your game and speaks a little bit about who, what kind of developer you are. Because I liked getting vehicle kills. I'll be honest. I mean, it was sketchy. Yeah. Because, I mean, sometimes yeah. it wouldn't even look like you're hitting them, and it's, like, not an earned kill, so to right. say. But, right. But, no, I, I get it. They should have they fixed that issue. Yeah. And, like, I mean, you, you can then have... Um, you can then have games like PUBG where you can kill somebody jumping them in a vehicle like you can be off the ground going off a jump and if you hit somebody while they're in air as well they'll they'll die yeah and then that vehicle can hit the ground and someone can shoot the tire out of it and the tire goes flat and i think that's something that they should 
implement in H1Z1 as well. That would change it. Like make a make a car or truck or ATV super wonky by losing a tire. Like that that will change the end game as well. Yeah. Because there's so many bullets and things going around everywhere. Now, if there's one going all fucking cattywampus fucking driving around like nuts, it's like, okay, they're going to lose control of it eventually, and they're going to have to get out, and that car is off the board. I don't want them to, like, nerf vehicles too much, though, because I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, my favorite moments are driving around the end game with a fully loaded car. Somebody's driving, and then the other four are just firing shotguns and explosive bolts and firing their their hellfire like just all these bullets flying from the vehicle it feels kind of cool yeah i i totally agree that is one of the fun moments that's why i hope we get to see the auto battle royale on ps4 i'm really hoping that mode comes along because uh that it looks really cool but i'm not going to go back to it on pc honestly because if i fire up my pc i'm going to play pubg I guess the one aspect I don't I don't know how we overlook this. So, one one of the big aspects of the gameplay as you're nearing the end, there's um, when we were talking about the tiers of weapons, as you are parachuted in, so are the weapons. They're they're cases yes. that you'll hear planes fly overhead, and then these crates are parachuted into the map, and it's just like the map. Uh, or just like the battle is, it's like a free-for-all for, for all these uh, weapon drops. So if you get there, loot it before somebody else gets it, it's yours. But you'll find, uh, especially towards the end of a match, those crates are very contested. When you can have, if you're playing solo, six or seven people gunning for the same same crate. And that's usually when you can see the counter in the top left corner just start ticking from like 30, and boom, it's 18 all of a sudden. Because people are just like, going after that that gold tier weapon at the end. So I think it's a cool aspect because you need coordination to be able to scan the sky but also drive the vehicle at the same time and you're trying to find yep. this healthy healthy balance of making it through the map safely but also picking up the necessary to supplies to continue your your playthrough. I think some of the most intense moments in the game that I've ever had is when we as a group try to go after a gold crate. I I, lo I live for that shit, though. See, I, you and I are different players when it comes to Battle Royale stuff. I don't think you're a successful Battle Royale player unless you have five kills with the win. I, I think hiding to the end is, like, not the purpose of the game. Like, like for me, I think a win with zero kills is not a win. It's not a win in my head. I feel like you have to kill to get there. But but you're the opposite. You're You're... A win is a win. Yeah, no, typically. I, I mean, I do like to get a couple kills, but I don't have to be 10 to 15 kills deep. I'm saying that, like, I don't always run from a conflict. Like, if I see somebody, like, in a building, my immediate thought is, like, okay, I want their shit, not, like, run. I will do that if I have the upper hand. Like, if I can yes. get the drop on somebody, I'm, like, down for it especially in that early stage if i know somebody's parachuting in the area like that's the most crucial time to get your start if like you fuck up there i'm not saying it's impossible because i've totally come back Recovered, and won yeah but i feel like that's the most crucial point to get a good grasp for that run through oh for sure so if somebody parachutes near me 
I try to grab a gun as quick as I can and fucking gun them down. This is this is how my flow with the game usually is. Super aggressive in the beginning because if I'm going to die, I'd rather have it I'd rather die in the beginning. I hate dying in the middle. Cuz then it's like cool I spent 15 minutes to do nothing, but I didn't get to the end where like the other fun shit is happening. So I play super aggressive in the beginning to get what I need to get to the end game, and then I slowly stalk through the middle of the game, and then I start... I like to play super aggressive at the end. I like to cause as much chaos as possible and get as many kills as I can. But that's typically... That is a much more viable option if everyone's on board. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, I can't do that myself because if I just, like, get out of the truck... While everyone else is like driving around in the truck, I'm I'm screwed. Usually, I I just adhere to whatever the group wants to do when we're playing. But like in solo, that's how I get most of my wins. Is like just just literally like I'll look to my right, empty my grenades of what I have. Look to my left, pick people off with a with whatever weapon I have, and then slowly move around in that area. I'm not a, I don't like to camp. I don't like to, I always like to kind of like be on the move, especially if it's in the woods, in the fields, I'll like, if it's just a plain field, I like to actually like lay and try to just take long shots with a rifle. I, uh, had a fun game with John the one night Mm -hmm. where real quickly, let me, let me talk about one issue I have with the end zones, Mm -hmm. you know, where touchdowns are made. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there there needs to be more urban ends. Like I feel like a lot of them are on the side of a hill or It rarely ever ends in the city. I know, and it, it bums me out cuz I think it's a whole total different like type of like guerrilla tactics like fighting in the streets and everything like that that I don't get that often. So I know a revision that they made on the PC was they cut down on how many cuz it used to end a lot in the city but the problem with that is if you're on a skyscraper and the the zone is not kind to you they try to make the circle fair which i can appreciate because dude sometimes in PUBG, the circle can be like super not kind this always gives pretty much everyone a level playing field whether it be like okay everyone's in the woods or everyone's in an urban area which is rare or everyone is just out in the middle of a field. In PUBG, I've seen circles go where it's there's one house that is just the only building and then a field. And it's just like whoever has the house at that point, whoever happened to be in the house before everything went down, <sighs> they murder everybody. Well, that that's where I was getting to. So yeah. the one circle John and I were playing the one night, it ended in this little residential town. And we so happened to hop in the top floor of a house that became the center. And it got to the point where we both had our, our sights aiming at the top of the stairs. So as soon as somebody came up to the top of the stairs, they're getting two barrels just yep. fucking down their throat. I know they, they tried to they tried to limit that stuff because you can also get fucked by the circle and get stuck in a building. Yeah. So like especially with the bigger buildings, say you're in the front corner of something. And then the circle creeps up behind you and cuts off half the building. You have to go through the gas, probably down the stairwell in the gas. And it just creates this needless like healing thing. And that's why they started moving that out mostly of the big urban zones. Like uh, what what is it? Cranberry. Cranberry is a huge 
town in H1Z1 that has tons and tons of buildings. But they the zone typically is either right outside of the town, rarely ever in the town. It's just something I'd like to personally yeah, see more. For sure. So even if it is unfair, like, it gives you enough warning ahead of time that, like, if you're hauling it from inside the gas, you're probably not going to win anyway. So it's, I don't know, sometimes it, it would add another level of prepping, of getting to the final circle maybe a little earlier and getting settled in. That's really all I had to talk about gameplay tonight, though. Yeah, me too. Cool. Um, let's, let's move on into graphics. Cool. Graphics. I don't think there's anything incredibly remarkable about the game. No, I in general, I think it looks like a generation old. Like, I think it looks like first-gen PS4 games. I think there's just enough here to make it a PS4 game that probably wouldn't be able to run on a PS3 solely based on the rendering and how far you can see in the game. But other than that, the graphics are pretty stark. They do some cool stuff with the cosmetics, but again, I don't want to I don't want to put too much emphasis on the cosmetics because it's not included in the game. And yeah, I just don't I just don't see uh cosmetics as being something that you can really speak on in in a game like this because you do kind of have to pay for them they they look cool and i like when i get a cool one out of the crate but other than that i don't think there's anything incredibly remarkable looking about the game no i would agree and i i know you say it looks ps4 and i think the graphics look that way because it is such a big area to load and and host that many players all at once so i think they had to dumb down the graphics a little bit to kind of maintain that but i think as far as the look of the game goes even taking that into consideration i do think it looks like in like a like a last gen graphic level like yeah like a little PS3, bit yeah. 360 just it looks a little dated personally and i i have some of the issues with like the clipping of characters i've seen bodies come through doorways to indicate that they're there, which sucks because that player thought they were hidden, but boom, there's a leg sticking out of a wall or something like that. Right. It just gave away their position. Like shit like that, that 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 kind of needs to get cleaned up a bit. As far as the environment goes, I do I I, I have both flip sides to this. I like in a way that it, it uses the same map over and over again because you start to learn these locations yeah. and, and kind of move around. But it would be nice if maybe there was two maps in circulation or something like that yeah so that's another thing too is like uh i don't know if they ever added an additional one on the pc but like i know a game like PUBG has three so it's they not a lot that you're always going to be confused but it's enough to show a little bit of difference well dude they have one that's like okay here is our rural plains area and then they have a desert map and now they have a rainforest map. So a little, yeah. little bit of difference there. Yeah. But I think that's what could benefit H1Z1 at this point. Maybe just, even if it's just a second map. For sure. Definitely. It would definitely, because uh, right now it's very rural with a couple urban pockets, I guess right. I'll, I'll right. say. But it's very alpine-y, a lot of pine trees, got the mountains, like it's all in one big valley, essentially. Right. So the game could, I think, benefit from from that as far as like the look of the game goes at this point 
All right, yeah, let's uh let's move on into sound. Music. Another quick category for me, to be completely honest. Yep. I think the music in the menu is perfect for this type of game, that very mm-hmm. intense, low beat kind of thing. Militaristic is, yeah, kind of yeah. like. It definitely sets the tone. I feel tense every time I boot up this game. Like, see that, mu- that, 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 um, that music kicks that in. That music. Just, yeah, the music. Once that music hits. <laughs> you know, with those cow notes. <laughs> moo, moo, moo. But no, no, that music definitely sets the tone for this game in a big way. For sure. I think the guns sound good. I think the the you can tell the difference between like uh, running around in Converse or running around in the military boots in terms of like footsteps and the uh, the engines sound okay. I kind of like that you can kill the engine. And I like sound, that too. I was just gonna bring like, it up when you were saying sound sound plays a big role in the game, and I think that's a good thing. And I think the sounds. So one thing that bothers me with the sound is when you're driving and you have that low hum of the engine, and you hear birds in the background, they sound like the military crate. And the military crate, you hear. You hear it before you see it. There's a certain gear you hit on the car, too. Yeah. Or when you're braking. I, I forget what it is, but it also sounds just like the military crate. Well, there's like this these birds, this bird, this ambient bird sound that sounds exactly like the just the edges of what when you hear a military. Crate. Yeah, yeah. We've stopped several times because of it. Yeah. So they like, need oh, to, I think I heard something. They need to change something there to make yeah. each thing distinct because it, it it messes with your play style when you're doing stops because you thought you heard something. Right. Right. And that that could definitely be to your detriment yep. in, in a playthrough. Sorry, I, I I know we passed graphics. There there was one other thing I wanted to mention real quick. Mm-hmm. The animations on the characters are a bit choppy. Yeah. When you watch somebody jump, jump or walk around, it, it looks like there's missing frames mm-hmm. with that animation. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that was another complaint I had with the graphics. It's like as soon as they jump, their knees are locked in place. Like their knees to their hips are just locked in place. As soon as they jump, it's just instantly up. And then you see kind of like their, yeah, from their they, knees, yeah, their yeah. ankles move. But not even that. It looks like when they're running, it's not even in like real time or like for every step, they're only taking a half a step. Like, yeah, weird it seems stuff off. like that. It does. Yeah. It does. Again, I think both of those categories are a little lackluster for this game. Yeah, for sure. The, the sound and, and the graphics. Like, I don't know. They missed a lot of categories for us. Like, there's no story element there. The, the graphics are a little lackluster. The sound is just meh for what it is. It's and another thing too is like unless there's like there's like three or four standout weapons because they genuinely sound different, but then everything else sounds the same. Both shotguns sound the same. It's almost near impossible to distinguish between the Hellfire and the AK-47 when they're both going full auto and the KH. I, I would say the the M40 and the Scout rifle sound pretty similar yep. with, with the firing. Yep. So it's like it, I I I know when I'm getting fired at with a sniper, but I don't know how much danger I am in based on that sound essentially. Yeah. So Yeah. Like you know when an LMG is going off because it's like rapid and it's It's louder. like there's like a rattling yeah. to it in a way yeah. too. But like um you know, you can hear someone firing a pistol off in the distance and if they're spacing their shots out enough, it sounds like you're getting shot at with a scout too. 
so like it, it it's I I think they could have worked on like the distinguishing like sounds and and again I'm gonna go back to to comparing it in PUBG you can hear the difference between someone shooting a vector and someone shooting an an MP5 like you can hear that difference and you're like okay so I'm gonna get hit with like uh 45 ammo or I'm gonna get hit with you know the nine millimeters from a m5 and you know how to you know engage the difference between an ak-47 and an m4 is there you can hear it and they sound way more accurate to the actual weapons themselves whereas this is kind of like a generic a generic gunshot let's move into final thoughts let's do it final thoughts harry go ahead Final thoughts. You play this game now more than I do. I, I will say the past like two weeks, I think I toned it down a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm over that initial rush of of a new experience for myself. Right. But I will definitely keep this on my list of games to play with friends on like a rotation. Like if we're all booting on to play a game, this is probably in the top three right now. If if we're all gonna hop online to play a game together, so I enjoy the game. And again, this was my first battle royale experience so anything that i play after this is going to be compared to h1z1 mm-hmm. at this point which i'm sure the same thing for most people because this is like one of the progenitors first, yeah. yeah like so so i used to compare everything to this and now i compare everything to PUBG. so i mean honestly it's not a perfect game in any way but it is a lot of fun and there is something there that like that rush of you versus 99 other people it's just an exciting prospect and you know you're only going to win statistically one percent of the time if you're on the same level with everybody else but that that rush to just get out there and who knows what you're going to find is a very thrilling experience to say the least yes so granted like it has its flaws like that that lack of story element and the music is subpar even the graphics have their issues that are a little bit wonky. Uh, even the gameplay, like some of the issues I didn't even bring up in gameplay, but the gunplay is pretty awful comparatively to other shooters out there. And I'm not even a huge fan of third-person shooters, to be completely honest with you. I, I typically stay away from those. But again, that whole concept just <laughs> is the one thing that gets you reeling back into this game. And... I think you like battle royal games, I, and honestly, like I really think you should check out. No, no, PUBG definitely, because I, I think when half it, when it when it eventually comes out for PS4, obviously, I, half the experience, like half the fun with this experience, is the looting itself, yep. going around and exploring this vast environment because it is a really big world to explore. I mean, the more you play the game, you find out there's only X amount of items you can ever find, which brings that excitement down after a while but right. but still just go around like they could put some unique stuff out in that world that only one or two people might find in a match now that would make that exploring aspect skyrocket so if i was a game developer that's the kind of stuff i'd be trying to implement into the game like what mm-hmm. kind of crazy shit can we put in here maybe there's like one tank hidden each map or something like that but it <laughs> oh moves so God. slow yeah. like maybe it would get stuck in the gas after a certain point but just to have that fucking thing yeah. out there somewhere like how exciting would that be that'd be pretty awesome i don't know just stuff like that like like 
that's what I would do with this game. Put the crazy, unique, very rare and hard to find stuff in these maps to make the exploring aspect even a little bit more of an interesting thing to do. Because, I mean, a lot of this game is exploring. The The battles are, are few and far between and very quick and decisive when you stumble across them. So when you really think about it, a lot of the game is exploring and, and digging up items. So overall, I think it's a fun experience. I, I can't compare it to other Battle Royale games, but as a first one that I've dived into, I, I do enjoy my experience. This game to me is, is it's my first Battle Royale as well. Having played other since, I see where this influenced other games and where you can see like, okay, so things are just a copycat or things like that. The problem is, is that H1Z1 has not evolved and this is no different. I fully expect that that just like in the P on the PC, when PUBG comes out for PS4, I don't think anyone's going to be playing H1Z1, even if you have to pay for PUBG. I just don't. I just don't see it. People will pay for quality, and I think H1Z1 knew what it was doing when it put it out free to play, and before PUBG on PS4. I think that's why they directly put it out there first instead of Xbox One. So they're trying to get in, get their money out of it for the cosmetic items and yes. then and yes. then just kind of ride it out once PUBG hits. So they they they've probably got their money already. Probably, unless anyone learned from the PC version mm. to not put money into it. I mean, Joe didn't. Joe put money into Well, think of how H1Z1. many people yeah. are console exclusive and they never experienced something like this. Oh, right. Like me, like me I wouldn't have because I'm not a huge PC gamer, so... You won't know about PUBG until it hits a PS4, exactly. pretty much. Yeah. So, having said that, and having been spoiled by games like PUBG and Fortnite, I mean, Fortnite is a totally different animal. I don't like Fortnite. I'll just get that out right now. Like, I don't like the whole building aspect involved in Fortnite. I think it cheapens the experience. I look for more realism in my game than what Fortnite has to offer with all of the extra aim assist and shit like that. PUBG is just the evolution of what H1Z1 could have been if the developer, for whatever reason, just st they just stopped evolving the game. You know, this was out for this was out for three years in early access. PUBG was out for six months in early access. They just they they literally took what H one Z one was, same idea, battle royal game, put it out there and just from the get go initially was better. And they just evolve and evolve and evolve and evolve and they got this they have this train running where where now Fortnite and PUBG constantly are going back and forth for the most played Battle Royal game, and H1Z1 is an afterthought at this point. I, I mean, Fortnite's available on PS4, too, and when people think of Battle Royal games right now, they either think PUBG or Fortnite, and they forget that H1Z1 exists. I think people are... The people that play H1Z1... I've never had trouble getting into a game yet in H1Z1, uh, so the so so it's there. Like the the interest is there, and I think that interest stops when PUBG comes out in H1Z1 because I just think it's a more evolved version of the game. For the simple fact that 
you can get a gun that is naked and then you can find attachments and put them onto the weapons. So you can get a fucking eight times scope, put it on your M4, and now you're just like sniping with your M4 and it's nuts. It just changes all the ranges. Like you can go from a red dot to a two times, to a four times, to an eight times, to a 12 times if you find it in the crates. Like it's it's just this crazy evolution where it's where it could have gone and h1z1 just they spent so much time fixing things instead of just trying to evolve with what their original idea was that i think they they inevitably fell short on on their original launch plan sorry that was like a really long no, no, it's all good it's all good uh final thoughts for me but my, mine was pretty long-winded too if you think about it yeah <laughs> we're making up for the other two uh douches <laughs> Let's get into the score. Cool. The score. I uh, will continue with my arbitrary score. I'm going to give this a one quarter PUBG. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give it a 6.5. Okay, what's that tie it with? That ties it with... Devil May Cry, Injustice 2, and Middle Earth Shadow of War. So it's an above average game, but I wouldn't put it on the top tier. I'd be curious. I would be very curious to see you play PUBG and then go back to H1Z1 and then try to grade it again. I I would still stick with my H1Z1. You'd see maybe PUBG higher because I'm comparing this among the other games we've already Rating. Gotcha. That's right. That's right. That's how you use your rating system. See, I like I, even though mine's arbitrary, I speak for all games in existence up until the point that where I'm speaking and recording this. So, not that I've played all the games in existence. Just I know, have my my. Okay, well, <laughs> you are Father Time. So. <laughs> I had plenty of time to do it. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, hopefully, next week the other two assholes will be back. And uh, hey, next week we'll bring to you Dark Cloud Two. <laughs> All right, I think that's going to riggedy, riggedy, wrap it up. Riggedy, riggedy, wrap it up, Ralph. Isn't it better when it's just the two of us? Shoot us an email and tell us. (laughs) (laughs) All right, later, guys. Later. Game over. Game over. Game over. Game over. Game over. Thanks for listening to Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go. Stay up to date on our Facebook at facebook.com slash superfunpodcast.